welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode number 27 of the Photography Q&A podcast. So this is going to be my Witch Business series and I'm going to cover most of the different types of photography business. Family portraits, weddings, sports, pet portraits, real estate, branding. I already did products a little bit. I'll have to listen to that, see how thorough it was. And any other things that I think you'll find interesting. If you have a subject that you're interested in, let me know and I'll cover it. So today I'm going to start off with headshots. So what is a headshot? You're probably thinking it's just a portrait. Well, I I guess it is in a way, but it's really a subsection of portraits. It's a type of portrait, if you like. The head and shoulder photo is used by business people, actors, actresses all over the world, and it's used mainly as a promotional tool. You'll see it on their business cards, their websites, their social media. So it's a subsection of portraits, right? So it's just head and shoulder pictures, mainly for business, actors and actresses. Every business, now you've got to think how big this market is. Every business and every business person needs a headshot, especially with social media nowadays. You don't see people handing out business cards as much. Well, I guess you do at some social networking events and that kind of thing. Business people use them, but mainly it's for social media and websites. Everyone needs one. There is millions and millions of people in your area. Well, you might not have millions and millions of people in your area, but a lot of people in your area need your services if you're going to do headshots. Think about all the realtors in your area. They crave attention. Mortgage professionals, bankers, car salespeople, in fact, anyone, anyone who is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, they need it. All right, so let's go on to equipment. Now, headshots can be taken easily with an entry-level camera body. Later on, move up to a decent one just for your own sanity, but an entry-level camera body will work. But you do need a good lens. A focal length of around 85 millimeters is best. I saw a few years ago a video of New York headshot photographer Peter Hurley using a 70 to 200 f4 zoom. Now I've got the f2.8 which is the better of the two lenses and that's what I use. You use it at around 85 millimeters and it is killer. It really is nice. You need your images to be tack sharp, super sharp and you've got to start when you're taking pictures Get it in whatever program you're looking at and zoom in 100%. If it's not sharp at 100%, it isn't sharp. You need sharp. Like a a focal length of 85 millimeters gives you the right compression on the subject. So if you can find an 85 millimeter 1.8, which are not expensive if you shoot Canon, not sure about Nikon, probably a bit more expensive. If you want to go the whole hog, get an 85 1.4. They are expensive, but they're incredibly good lenses. I stick with my 70 to 200 zoom because I'm going to be shooting, well, 2.8 to f4, that kind of range for the aperture. But these lenses are just made for portraits. It's incredible. You really need one. Don't try and do it with a kit lens. Not well. Try it at home. Give it a go. But professionally, don't do it. Get a good lens and you won't regret it. Okay, next, if you use a tripod, you'll need one of these. I had a studio for a short amount of time, and I used to handhold. 
First off, it gets heavy, but I was used to that anyway because I was doing weddings. But a percentage of your images are going to come out soft, meaning they're not quite in focus, a little bit of handshake. The newer lenses now, the newer bodies have uh, vibration control, which eradicates that kind of uh, thing a lot, but you're still going to get it. So a tripod, a good quality tripod. These cheap ones you see for 45, 50 bucks, they're good for a camera that weighs about two pounds. If you've got a good lens on your camera and your camera body weighs a little bit, like mine weighs <laughs> crazy. Um, I don't know what it weighs, but it is it's super heavy. I've just ordered a tripod and I needed a good one. Sort of, well, I say that. I could have got one at $900. I'm not spending that kind of money. I spent $150. The ball head and the legs were good for, I think, £22. I'll do a, a write-up on that when I get it. I'm going to be getting it in a few days. But yeah, just make sure you get something that is substantial and can hold your camera. Because if it doesn't, two things. You're going to get shake and it will tipple over at some point and you're going to smash everything up. And that is the worst possible thing you want to do. All right, next we've got lighting which is, I guess, the main thing after your camera. Now, regular flashes that you buy to put on your camera, we call them speed lights. That is one option. The newer ones now that I've talked about before, the Godox ones are excellent, and I am sure you could use those as studio lights. They are crazy good. Studio strobes is your next one, and LED light panels. Now, speed lights are your cheapest option. Two or three of those would get you started. Could have two either side and one on a backdrop. Next, we've got studio strobe lights, which are just big, heavy flashes. They are a lot more powerful than a, a regular speed light. They are a lot bulkier. Some of them get quite heavy and minor intermediate, I would say, but they need to be plugged in. You can get the option of buying battery packs, but then you're just putting your price way up again. So yeah, just think of them as being plugins. A few extension cords and you're good to go. LED panels are a great way to go, but they are the most expensive option. You would need, I guess you could get away with two or three of those, but like I say, you can buy cheaper makes like uh, newer, but still you're going to be looking at about $500 for three good size ones, like a one foot by two foot sort of size. But yeah, they can get expensive. Light stands, umbrellas, backdrops, and a flash trigger, which I've spoke about before when we did the on and off camera flash. Keep your kit as light as possible. It's a good way to go if you can. That way, if you don't have a studio or you have a studio at home, say, but a lot of your customers are asking for the shots to be done in the office, having a lighter kit is the way to go. All right, now I'm going to cover something that I call reverse engineering. It blew my mind when I suddenly realized I could do this years ago. I used to go on a a website run by a guy called David Hobby, and he started a website called Strobist. So one thing he taught me, when you look at a photo, look at the eyes. So if you can go on someone's website and you can see a full-size image or close to, or the eyes are quite a good size, look at the eyes and you'll see catch lights. You'll see it in every picture, but just look at the catch lights on someone who's done a studio shoot. It'll tell you the type of light they used, you can see the umbrella shape. Uh, you can see an, an octagon-shaped softbox or a square softbox. You'll see if they're LED panels also. You can see actually see the shape in the eye. You can even count how many of the lights they used and in what position to the, the subject. It's a neat thing to do. So once you look at the person's eyes, 
you'll see what they're using. And you can reverse back, then you can look at the face and think, okay, the shadow down the right-hand side is there because he used just one light to the other side of the head. You can break it all down. You just, you've got to look at a photo. Just take a look at anyone's images. I'm going to give you an example of this, a simple way to check it out. This guy that I follow on YouTube called Tony Tafe is an English guy from Liverpool, but I won't hold that against him. He's one of the best out there. He's, he works with uh, Peter Hurley in New York. He was trained with him. He's a great example of a perfect headshot photographer. So if you go to his website, tonytafe.com, it's T-O-N-Y-T-A-A-F-E.com, and check out the examples on his website. I'm looking at it now. It's October the 23rd, 2021. And the first image you see is a headshot of a woman. Look at her eyes and you'll see three LED panels as clear as day in her eyes. Now go to the pricing page. At the top of the page is an image of his setup. And you'll see how he's got the three LED panels. One is aimed up under the chin. There's one high and to the right. And there's one to the left. And they're... Basically, they're removing shadows from the face to get rid of the shadow under the chin. It's just very flattering the way that he does it. Now, some photographers shoot with one light or two lights and use the shadows to sculpt the face. That's their style. It's great style. I've done it myself. Some really nice results. But Tony has his own style and it sells. He still produces images with shadows, but the majority of the images he shows are fully lit. I'll mention his pricing later on, so hang on for that. He does some really nice work. Check it out. So the first page, you'll see the woman, check her eyes, and then go to the prices page and see his setup. And you'll see how the lights are set up, and then you can go back to the woman's eyes and you can see how it turned out. The system he uses is the Westcott LED panel setup. It costs around five grand. Don't quote me on that, but it looks... I, I look them up and there's a few different options, but... Five grand is sort of ballparking it. There are cheaper options out there. If you decide to go with LED lighting, I'm not an expert on this. I, I'm not looked into what makes the LEDs work or what kind of, you know, what kind of LED light is better than another and why. Or I, I'm not into all that. I could be. I'll have a look. If I'm going to buy them myself, I would look into it. So I'm not an expert. So you need to investigate if you're going to buy these. Don't just take my word for it. If I was starting out shooting headshots right now, I would definitely use this LED system. Yes, it can be expensive, but having them allows you to produce a consistent quality of work. And if you look at Tony's work, it's just incredible. Just incredible. Beautiful stuff. All right, let's move on to marketing. If you're seriously thinking about shooting headshots, you really need to get onto LinkedIn. LinkedIn is business networking on steroids. Gone are the days of turning up in a hall and handing your cards to other people in your trade and trying to get some uh, work through other people. It's the world's largest professional network with over 774 million members. 774 million people have joined and they're all business people looking to contact other people. So that's in more than 200 countries and territories worldwide. So join LinkedIn. It's free, but you can get more options if you pay. I don't know how much it is. I'm thinking it's around 300 a year Canadian, so it'd be about 250 US a year. I don't know what it is in your country. It might be more or less. You could just go free and get as much out of it as you can. But if it starts making you money, you might want to pay and go the whole hog. 
once you do join the first thing I want you to do is type in the name in the search bar at the top of your city or town and see how many people businesses pop up it's incredible once you open it up it's just incredible you're going to be totally amazed by how many people are listed your aim is to build a portfolio as quickly as possible so maybe offer some free or cheap to people once you get your kit get started and just get out there and build a portfolio and start talking about your shoots and posting examples of your work on LinkedIn so you're going to connect with as many people as possible in your area you're going to make sure you have a link to your website in the LinkedIn bio the longer you're active on LinkedIn the more people you connect to the busier you're going to get right every day on there just little don't have to be anything major and just post really great to meet up with the name of the guy who's on LinkedIn he'll repost it and everyone on his list will get to see your great work all right so the next thing is Google my business this is a must do so even if you're not doing headshots whatever you're doing in photography and you've got a little business going Go on Google and type in Google My Business. Do a search for it on Google and it'll allow you to list your business for your local area. So when you do a search, the like the second thing down is normally the Google My Business, which is a list of local businesses with a map of the area and little, little pinpoints on there where those businesses are. So basically you are getting to the top of Google search for your area. So I reckon if you just do these two things, joining LinkedIn and going for it, and doing Google My Business, your whole business will be taken care of. I am absolutely sure of that. If your work's good enough, people will promote you on LinkedIn. And Google My Business, if anyone searches for someone in their area, you're going to be at the top. They're going to look at your website, see your images, and book you. Not a problem. All right, pricing. If you've read my blog post uh, that I did on pricing that was uh, linked with the podcast episode number 12 on how do I price, I think it was called, you'll know the answer to this already. How do you price? If you haven't read the post or you haven't listened to the episode, do it now. I'll wait for you. Okay, so now you know. So now you know how it works. All right, so basically you're going to cover your costs. But the idea is you find out what your costs are, your living costs, your house and everything else. Once you know that, if you go to 15millimeterframework.com, sign up for the free membership. There is a calculator there for working out your prices. All right, so you know how much you need to charge now because you've gone through all these steps. So earlier, I was using Tony Tafe as an example, and I'm going to do it again. This guy charges $400 for a session fee and $100 per image. Now this has to be the simplest pricing structure I've ever seen. It's amazing and it makes so much sense. Like headshots, there's not that much to it. You're giving them a digital file. They don't want framed pictures to put over the mantelpiece or anything like that. It's real simple business. Now you're probably thinking that $400 session fee is high. I say good for him. It's not that high really for what he's doing. His work is exceptional. He's got to be the best headshot photographer in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. So good for him. He should charge more, actually. I'm sure when he started out, though, he didn't charge anything like that. The important point here is people happily pay him that money for his headshots. He books two appointments a day, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So imagine being fully booked, just like he is, and making a minimum of $1,000 a day. That would be really nice, actually, about $1,000 a day. 
The best part of his pricing is the fact that he only charges per image. He charges $100 per image. Most photographers that do headshots are the same as the guys that do weddings and they have a bronze, silver and gold package system. If you do this three package system, you're making the people choose to spend a fixed amount. You are limiting what they can have because they say, okay, I'm going to go with, even if they go for gold and they might get three images, right? You are limiting them. You've just told them that they can have three images. If you don't do that, they have the freedom to buy as many as they want. You don't know how much they've got in the bank account or how much they're willing to spend on this. You might blow them away with your images and they go and buy four or five. You don't know. Charging per image gives the customer freedom to spend as much as they like. And I'm guessing that Tony's customers buy more than one image when they see the results. So keep it simple and charge a session fee and a per image fee. All right, so here's an example just to get you thinking about this. If you only charged, not only, if you charged $250 for the session and $75 per image, so that will be $325 minimum. You did one shoot a day, right, for five days. That turns out a week at $1,625 for a five-day week. And that's only one shoot a day. How long is that going to take you? It's a part-time job. Even if you took two hours on them, you've got a 10-hour working week and you're making $1,625 gross. That's $78,000 a year if you work 48 weeks of that year. So you get four weeks off, you're going to gross $78,000. And that's on one shoot a day. Heck, you could probably do your five shoots a week in two days or even one day if you cram them in, you know. Do work one day a week and earn 78 grand gross. So think about it. It's a real simple way of making money. Okay, so studio or mobile. Studio is what, as a headshot photographer, you need. You don't need an awful lot of space. But commercial space with prices shooting up all over the place can be expensive. So consider using space at home. A garage maybe or a spare room. It's not ideal, but it's a great way to get started and get known. People are not bothered about what the space looks like. Most people don't like having the picture taken. But if you can give them really good results, they're going to be all over you. It won't be a problem. They don't care. Going to the customer's office is a great option. Carrying your kit around, though, can get a little tiresome at times. But you do get to charge more for the experience. Going to the customer's office, you could easily add another 100 bucks. So when I was starting this podcast, I was going to start a new photography business and document it weekly. Anyway, COVID happened and I didn't do it. My two favorite options to start were pet photography, well, dogs, shooting dogs, and headshots. And I think headshots was going to be the one, actually. I might do it if this uh, world ever gets back to normal, but headshot photography can be a really lucrative way to go. You can get really quick results. And if you can produce the high-quality images, you're going to get so many bookings. It's just going to be crazy. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'll be back next week. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I'll be back. All right. Have a good one. And think about shooting in manual mode and aperture priority only, please. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.